Thanks for downloading this podcast from Teacher. I'm Dominique Russell. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Trent Cowley, Principal at Kingston State School, a primary school in the Logan region of Queensland, about 30 kilometres south of Brisbane. Trent is in his third year as Principal and has recently been named a 2022 Commonwealth Bank Teaching Fellow, being recognised for his contribution to his school community. In this episode, we learn more about what it means to Trent to be a visible leader, how he is working to build staff capacity and the impact that his collaboration with other principals in the area has had on student outcomes and the broader community. Let's jump in. Trent, thank you for joining us on this podcast episode and congratulations on being named a Commonwealth Bank 2022 Teaching Fellow. To begin, can you tell me a bit about your career in education so far? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It's a great opportunity. My career in education started in 2002. I started as a high school teacher and I started my career at Woodridge State High School. So I taught for 10 years at Woodridge State High School and moved up uh, through a beginning teacher into the roles of head of department into acting deputy principal. That took me then into some other roles um, as acting deputy principal over in Shaler Park State High School down to Upper Coomera State College. And I finally secured a permanent deputy principal position in Corinda State High School. Then I moved sideways as a deputy principal and helped to establish Queensland Pathways State College, so a school for disengaged students in the senior phase of learning. Then I moved to Marsden State High School as associate principal, so that's now Australia's largest school. And then I was fortunate enough to take on the role of principal here at Kingston State School in a, in a primary setting. So my whole career was um, in the high school setting, and this is my first time in the primary setting. Um, I'm now in my third year as principal here at Kingston State School. And you've been described by some as a visible leader. I'm really interested to find out what this means for you and why it's important to be a visible leader for you. Yeah, great question. I think it's crucial that all leaders need to be visible. And by being visible for me, that means being present. It means being present in the classrooms. It means leading by example. It means being present in the playground, talking to kids, building those relationships, building those relationships with students, with staff, with parents, with the wider community. It means stopping and just taking the time to listen to people. Uh, we know that in education, we just want to be listened to and heard. And it doesn't matter if you're a student, if you're a teacher, if you're a teacher aide, if you're a cleaner, if you're an admin assistant, it doesn't matter. Everyone deserves that respect and everyone deserves to be listened to. So for me, being visible is being that visible leader in a school and leading by example and being out there talking with everyone, taking the time before and after school to meet with parents, to listen to their concerns if they've got them, or just to have a chat and genuinely invest in people because we're in the business of people in education. So, you know, we have to invest the time to get to know one another. And then I feel that's the best way to, to build that strong culture in a school. And so it's your third year at Kingston State School now. Can you tell listeners about the school context? And I'm interested as well in finding out a little bit more about what challenges the school community was facing at the time you arrived and what was the school doing well? Kingston's a fantastic school and it has a long, proud history for 110 years of, as of this year. So it's uh, it was the first school in Logan. So it's a, a very long, proud tradition to have to have here at Kingston. 
but look there it is a very complex and challenging uh, uh, place as well the ixia here at kingston is 885 which is significantly disadvantaged so there and along with that disadvantage comes some significant challenges for our community so you know there is there is generational you know, unemployment um, you know, there there may be some of our our families who who struggle with alcohol or and and drug addiction problems. You know, there's um, homelessness, there's poverty sometimes. Um, you know, some of our families may experience domestic and and physical violence in the home. Despite these challenges, you know, our students are resilient. They're wonderful. They want to share everything with you. They want to talk to you. They want to they want to get to know you. And our families have that sense of family with our school as well there's that connection because many of our, our families you know the parents came here as students the grandparents came here as students so there's that long-standing tradition that you know kingston is absolutely the part of the community but it's also the center and the heart of the community and i like to describe to describe kingston the suburb as the heart of logan city as well so yes there are challenges and it is complex but along with that there is absolute um wondrous things that happen in our community and part of those those amazing things is the diversity that is in kingston 24 percent of our population here at kingston are first nations students and families so that's 126 students of ours um, are aboriginal and or torres strait islander the other amazing statistic you know percentage wise of population is 36 percent of our students are maori and or um pacifica so you know with that huge polynesian influence here here in logan which is you know it's a similar statistic would be across most of the logan schools but that just adds to the, to the richness and the diversity in our schools we have 60 different cultures that's six zero 60 different cultures here as well and so we're able to you know tap into that richness of that diversity and our parents are able to share culture and our students are so when we celebrate days like harmony day you know it's such an amazing thing to be a part of and we can celebrate dance and culture and and food and and language and all of those things here here at kingston so you know a long proud tradition here at kingston are there challenges in our community? Absolutely. But the the thing that has stood out to me when I first came here is the absolute passion and dedication of the teaching staff here. They're all here because they want to make a difference. They're all here because they're already making a difference and they want to continue to make a difference to the lives of our students. And you've made some very clear strides during your time so far as principal to improve student outcomes. And one area of focus for you has been building staff capacity even further. So can you tell me why you identified this as an important area to focus on and what are some of the initiatives that you've implemented? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the um, absolutely you talked about there building staff capacity. In, in any school, you want the best possible teachers teaching our students in every classroom. So the number one priority for me is always, well, if we can have the most engaging lessons as possible that are being delivered to our students each and every day, then we're going to get the best possible outcomes for our students. When I came in to Kingston, you know, we were struggling a little bit with um, our level of achievement in English. So a couple of years ago, our level of achievement data, A, a to C across uh, the, the school was sitting at 48%. So that meant that 52% of our students were not passing English. And as a result, we were identified as a priority support review school. So we were part of that PSR process um, with the education improvement branch. And that set us on a real trajectory of improvement because, you know, it's unacceptable to have 52% of our students not passing English. And so we were relentless in that pursuit of improvement. So we had a focus on writing. 
with the school, it always had a focus on reading, but we added that focus on writing and we added the focus on well-being as well. Because if students' well-being needs are not being met, then no one is going to be ready to be learning in any classroom. So with everyone having that sharp and narrow focus on well-being and then having the sharp and narrow focus on the improvement of reading and writing as well, we were able to absolutely lift those, those results. And within a period of just over 18, under 18 months, we were able to see that lift of 18%. 18.8% actually increase in level of achievement A to C data. So it's got up to 68% of our kids passing English in that in that time frame. Is it where it needs to be? Absolutely not, but we're absolutely on that right trajectory. And you know, we're seeing leaps and bounds. Our kids are improving. You know, we've implemented things like Hegarty's phonemic awareness pro program here at the school. So just so students are, are having those awareness of those letters and sounds, and they're able to use that and they're able to decode words and they're able to break up the sounds and they're able to identify those sounds in the early years. But we've we've not just identified that as a need in our prep to two space. Our whole staff have been trained trained in Hegarty's. This year we're moving into synthetic phonics and we're doing that across the board as well and across the school. So we're really looking at, at those decodable texts for our students to be using uh, so we can continue that improvement in reading and with the improvement in reading comes the improvement in writing. So we're on that correct learning journey. Our staff are on the learning journey. It's been uh, an interesting learning for myself, especially as I mentioned earlier, you know, being a high school person, you know, I, I now know things like, you know, phonemic awareness. Like I didn't know what that was when I was a high school teacher, but you know, it's been a great learning journey to be a part of, to work, walk alongside the staff. And we know we're not where we want to be. We absolutely want to see, you know, you know, 100% of our kids getting an A to C in English. We'd love that one day, but you know, we'll, we'll get there. We're slowly chipping away at it, and we focus on every student one day at a time. And now all of our teachers know where our students are at and where they need to get them to be. And you've also joined a network of principals from neighbouring schools in the area. Can you tell me about what impact that's had on your school and also the broader community? Yeah, it's a brilliant cluster of schools. We're, we're known as the LCL cluster, so the Logan Central Leaders Cluster, and it's a cluster of schools with Logan City Special School, three of the local high schools, and uh, seven of the local primary schools as well. So we meet together twice per term as principals, and our common goal is to improve the outcomes of all of our students across all of our schools. And we can do that collectively by working and sharing best practice across the 11 schools. We have subclusters that are within our clusters, so our deputy principals meet, our First Nations representatives meet, and our inclusive practices representatives meet as well. So they're the three subclusters that meet that are also having a little bit more of a targeted and sharp and narrow focus, and they report back to us as a group of principals. So collectively, when we work together, we can have that um, you know, intentional collaboration and that collective e efficacy that's going to ultimately result in our students progressing. Last term, we, for the first time, got our student leaders together from across the 11 schools for a leadership breakfast. It's where we were able to invite the state treasurer to be a part of the breakfast and share his leadership journey. And we were able to invite some of our, uh, two of our ARDs from the region to be, to be part of that breakfast as well and share their leadership journey. And that was a great opportunity for our kids to come together across the 11 schools, high schools, primary schools, special school, and to get to know one another, ask questions, and it was awesome to see our young student leaders in year six, you know, really digging deep into the year 12s and asking them about high school life and their aspirations and about what a leadership legacy is. So that's another exciting way that we were able to partner as a part of our cluster. 
And so something else that you have in place is a case management system that um, has come about through Lynn Sharrett's work on clarity. Can you share with listeners what this is in a bit more detail and also the impact that that's had on student outcomes? Absolutely. So part of the work we do with Lynn Sharrett and one of the parameters that is, is part of Lynn Sharrett's clarity work is around that case management approach. So we have a case management approach here at Kingston. We uh, give our teachers an extra line off uh, every week, so an extra lot of non-contact, and that enables our teachers to meet at several times throughout the term in cohorts. So, for example, we might get our year six teachers to meet. They, one of those year six teachers will bring along a student who is identified as having um, some special needs or might be struggling in the classroom. They might be struggling with their reading, their writing. So the teacher will bring along writing samples, reading samples, some examples of assessment that they've been doing that student. And they've tried everything in the classroom. They've tried to differentiate, but you know, there's just nothing's really working or they just want a little bit of advice as to where to from here. So the year six teachers will present. We will all then have a look at what's going on, um, you know, in the in in the classroom for that student and then a group of knowledgeable others which are the other year six teachers as part of the cohort as well as myself as well as our head of department curriculum as well as our learning support teacher as well as our um, deputy principal we're all there then to share our lens of what next so what does it mean for the student what can we collectively come up with to support the student so there's the added bonus of this is you've got many heads help coming together to help support a teacher to improve their practice in the classroom. You've got the ability of us all to share our knowledge that we've all gained over our, our, over our teaching careers. And so just finally then, Trent, looking ahead, what are some of your next plans or some of your, your future goals as principal of Kingston State School? The work is never done and the work will always continue in every school setting that we're in. But one of the biggest things that's very exciting for our school community is that Kingston State School has been identified as going to be Queensland's first family link school site, which is extremely exciting for our school. So by mid next year, we should have a brand new building that opens up. Half of that building will be our brand new admin building. The other half will be an integrated services hub that will bring together services such as health services. There'll be four consultation rooms in there. So we're hoping to see health services available, like hopefully a paediatrician. You know, we'd love to see a paediatrician in there once a month. There might be a, a youth health nurse, so they might be able to be ongoing eye and ear checks. There might be general nursing that, that comes in to work out of there. There might be a GP available. There might be some drug and alcohol counselling. Another element of the hub will be training facilities. So we're hoping to have adult training facilities where our parents can undergo certificate one courses, perhaps even certificate two courses in general education for adults, financial literacy, literacy, numeracy, entry level certificate courses that can see our parents actually gain some skills and hopefully encourage them to step back into the workforce as well. That's another element of it. And then we've got our wraparound services from our community. Many of the barriers for our parents to not being able to access some services sometimes is that lack of transport, that lack of ability to get to appointments. So the idea of Family Link is if those services are provided in a hub that's at school, our parents are already visiting school, it's removed that barrier of having to travel around the southeast, then those services are already available. So part of the idea of Family Link is that it's a one-stop shop, you're dropping your kids off at school, and then while you're there, you can access these services as well. 
really, really exciting. The concept of hubs is not new, but this concept of an integrated one of an integrated hub on a school site is absolutely new and, and groundbreaking. It's in partnership with the Brian Foundation. So the Brian Education Foundation are a philanthropic group who are uh, providing funds to facilitate workers who will be working in the hub. And it's in, it's in partnership with Department of Education and Queensland Health also and, and Metro South Health. So it's very exciting. It is a Queensland first and we, we cannot wait for it to open. We're currently undergoing a vast amount of community consultation at the moment where we're uh, consulting with all the key stakeholders in our community because we're very mindful that we want to it to be a community-led initiative and not something that the department is doing to the community. We want to be working for, with and alongside the community and it has to be community-driven. I think that education is so important and I think every teacher in every school is absolutely doing the best they can. We've all become teachers to make a difference in the lives of our students. And, you know, it should be all of our moral purposes that we're here and to work absolutely for our students so that they may lead a life of choice rather than chance. That's absolutely my moral purpose. And I know that every teacher, we're in it for the right reasons. You know, teaching is, is, is a challenging profession. And, you know, the last few years with COVID and the, and the teacher shortages that currently happen, absolutely things can, can be tough but we just need to, to work together and band together and continue doing, doing the amazing work we're doing in all of our schools. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. You will have heard Trent mention the work of Lynn Sharrett in our conversation. If you'd like to keep listening, you might be interested in our Teacher Talks episode from 2019 with Lynn Sharrett, where we interviewed her in front of a live audience to discuss the leadership approach of learning walks and talks. To find that episode, just search for Teacher Talks in our podcast feed. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode.